What is going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Hollywood Already Did It, your weekly podcast for movies that are unoriginal, meaning they have been adapted, rebooted, remade, a sequel to something else, or otherwise not new, despite them being new in theaters. <laughs> I am your host, Blake Schultz, and with me is Terrence Tatum. Hello, everyone. And this week of October 4th, we are talking about the movie Joker, adapted from the Popular clown. <laughs> uh, yes. The origin story for a character whose entire thing is my origin story is multiple choice. Per, right. So it does not matter. Choose one. It could be this. It can be, and in some comics, he's just giving you rent four different things. Like, it hey, that's kind it. of works, though, when you sort of look at now the scope of like jokers in film that we have. We do. Where you can kind yeah. of go, well, which one do you want? Right. Similar to even in the comics of like, how do you want him to be and where do you want him to go? And right. now apparently there's three of them because DC is out of ideas. <laughs> so we're just going to reset the universe and do a black label yeah. and show you Batman's dick and then take it For all reasons. away. Yeah. Uh, what did you think? Um... So I went for the longest time. I was very amped to see this movie, and then within the last like week or so, based on the uh, verbiage of the director, I was like, I screw this movie, and I just stopped kind of caring. So my my energy level went in, was going in low, and for what I saw, I I I liked the movie. I did not love it. Um, where some people are saying it's the movie of the year, I'm not on that level, and I'm also not with people that are saying like this is the worst thing I've ever seen. In their defense, uh, there have not been many movies, movies of, of the, the year, year this quality, year. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, so maybe they're just jumping the gun. They're like, this is what I got, so this is what I'm going with. It's definitely the best performance I think we've seen this year. Correct, and I th- and I think that's where I stood leaving the theater. I mm-hmm. walked out immediately saying Joaquin was a genius. There's a lot of things that I don't like with this film. And I think not to get too ahead of everything we're talking about, this is also the most directed movie we've had. This year? It it feels like, I mean, we talked about it a little bit off mic, it feels like a college art school, like a a thesis paper. Yeah, but even some of their like directing choices, and yes, some of it is like on the nose symbolism. Correct. But some of it is like this deliberate pacing oh, yeah. and these slow responses and even just like the texture of it kind of makes you feel like, oh, there really was like artistry and thought here. And I don't want like to say that they've storyboards been, and like they, they mapped out exactly how they were going to do this scene. We really thought about, about what this staircase means. Going up and, and down, why, yes. Yep, yeah, yeah. And yeah, some of that is like directing it 101, is. a high shift. Right. But that also, like I went to an art school, so sometimes I'm like, hell sometimes yeah. Sometimes you gotta do it, right? You're like, sometimes, <laughs> well done. <laughs> there was some stuff in this movie where I was like, man, that's really on the nose. And in other moments, I was like, man, that was really on the nose, but I love it. Yeah. Like, that's the, very clever. There's some moments that I'm like, oh, that's, yeah, you almost are bordering on that that's too much, but I, I like it. I like so it. So you had a similar pattern to me, though, in terms of your excitement for the movie. Yeah. And my kind of journey with this film was they announced it, and I went, no. Yes. I reject it on its premise. The Joker doesn't need an origin. The Joker without Batman is I'm uninteresting. Chaos, right. I don't want to do it. No. Right. And then we saw a few trailers. And I'm like, okay. And I was like, great. This looks <laughs> right. like it's going to be something different and yeah. weird and crazy. And then it got these... Incredible reviews. Reviews. What, a forty minute standing ovation. A type? six minute standing <laughs> ovation. Yeah. Tens across the board. Five, five stars. The greatest thing ever. Yeah. And I don't know if you're like me, but when everyone is going, I retract. Yeah. I, I go. We'll Hold see. on. Yep. Then I like pull out my like art school glasses and I'm like, all right. I'm with you, and I think that's see. what happened to this movie a little bit for me going in. Um, so then I took one more step, and in the last like two or three weeks, I didn't really care about what Todd Phillips said. He's an idiot. Yeah. Uh, but it didn't affect how I felt about the movie. I was, however, preparing myself to be like, I'm going to be the one that has the like, no. Yeah. And I'm not. Yeah. I walked out really feeling weird. Yeah. I I've almost felt Unfulfilled, and I think you're supposed to a little bit. Yeah, I think so. I don't think. Well, I, did, you, I definitely don't think you're supposed to walk out happy or empowered or you should. Good. You should not. If you do, we need a police to find you immediately. Right. Yeah. The, I don't think it's a. You're not supposed to champion him Correct. in any way. 
So I don't know if, if the idea is to walk out like with having thought provoking, perhaps. I would, but what emotion is thought provoking? What, right. what is the what is the mood? And to I that? kind of agree with that, except for like the director has gone on to say that the purpose of this is to provoke thought. And he's like, I want to provoke thought about mental illness and this and this. And I'm like, well, you didn't do a good job because I think you lay all of that stuff out there and then kind of just say, ah, it is what it is. Well, he does the thing a college professor does. He does the thing a theology professor does where you're studying religion and they go, well, here's all of the ideas it could be. Right. And then you're like, well, what do you believe? And they're like, ah, and yes. I'm not doing I can't that for say you. That. Right. <laughs> yeah. And a theology teacher is technically not allowed to say it. Correct. Um, the director of a film can. Can. Jordan Peele made a thought provoking movie and then later was like, here's, here's what my shit was. Right. And I always like a good artistic, let's you, figure right. it out. I also like when the director and the writer kind of are Make like, here's choice. what we're saying. Right. And I feel like this movie is saying a lot. Yeah. Without kind of having its, its, Closing statement on Correct. it. Correct. Because the closing statement of this movie technically is the Batman lore. Yeah. Which like, is. Yeah. I mean, it, this. Correct. I think the first two thirds of this movie is dealing like you. You sort of go down this rabbit hole of mental illness and with gun safety and highs versus have haves versus the have nots, and that's typical Gotham. That's what Gotham is. But you kind of almost forget until the last twenty five minutes that this is a Gotham because it's so. It's fleck focused. And then all of yeah. a sudden you're like, oh, this is Batman. And all anything that is Batman related that they can throw in, they're like, let's put it all in now. And don't get me wrong, it's great. It just feels like a weird juxtaposition versus the other two thirds of the film. Because you're like, well, how do we now we're here? How does he have a purple like wait, what is going on? How do we get here already? Yeah, we sort of land at the like, I don't know, the and, drawing of his costume and right. then he just sort of has, has it, it and is the Joker. Considering someone who's poor the entire film, that's a pretty swanky suit that he has. And you're like, well, I guess we're just going to be like, well, that's it. That is. I imagine is. he took it from his clown job or he stole it. Like at that it, point, at right? The, it, the, he was down a spiral at that point. He would have just gone and robbed, stolen it from somewhere. Yeah. I didn't need to see it. I'm just saying it was very convenient that like. Now I'm in my Joker garb because this is what you all know me to be for yeah. I'm Joker. Um, and I don't know if we quite earned that aspect of it. The mental stuff, we had already definitely gone down that hole and that's where we, we got there. So I think that's why they're like, we're comfortable doing this jump because you knew all of this other stuff that came. Yeah, so I think, I guess, the movie kind of does, I think, succeed thematically by positing to you a bunch of different things. Thoughts, right. Um. But that being said, in the actual like storytelling in the script, I did find there was some predictability Very too. Very much so. And there, I don't know if it's because we're both we're both in this and we do this like film stuff, and we we kind of. But there are some things we'll get into spoilers. But there's some things that I saw a mile away, and I was just like, oh, I can't be the only one. This can't be a big twist or reveal that happens, and then it winds up being that. I'm like, oh. Shit, is this just because I'm good at this, or did they do this lazily? Like, I'm not quite sure. I think it's a little bit of both. Yeah. Um, because some of it is, I guess if you're paying attention, and if you're looking at the Joker as the unreliable narrator that he's sort of supposed to be and has been built in in the comics, Correct. you can kind of go where we're getting that. We don't really know what's real and what isn't. Right. The movie doesn't really try to make you question the entire movie. No. Which is why some of the things... Uh, not to get really spoilery just yet, but some of the stuff it kind of posits to you on the back end. On the back end, you yeah. go, "Well, all of this happened. Right. We already know what didn't. Right. Unless you really want to go down pull this whole huge curve." But then I go, "Well, then it doesn't matter." Well, that's my point because if that's me, the case, I get angry. <laughs> we'll talk about the ending in a minute, but I very much, until I got home and talked to my roommate, thought that it was a jump backwards in time. And he was like, no, that's after all of the events. Okay. I thought it was like his first meeting with the social service worker. I thought it was the same character. Got it. And then I was like, oh, well, then who cares about any of this? Right. But that's not the case. Correct. Um, which did change my Opinion feelings about it. Because mm -hmm. at first I was like, oh, well, then no. Yes, I'm with you. If, if, if this is a, if that last sequence is just in his brain or some type of thought, then I like that I'm effing this movie left to right <laughs> but i do think it is now he's correct where he okay, is yes. and he's doing it and this is all the next stuff um yeah there was there were also some familiar beats i think if you are a film nerd and this is where it is like column a column b yeah if you've seen 
the King of Comedy, mm, Taxi Driver, Taxi Driver Network. There's a lot of homages that he pays, but he does it without really going off script so much and doing something new with it. And I think that's what was funny was originally when they said that I, w- I went, well, I'm a fan of all of those things. I am too. That's, yeah. that's, that's great. great. <laughs> and as I was watching it, I did think to myself, we don't see anything like this anymore. Right. We don't get these slow, psychotic visual, visual. movies that right. look and feel like an old Scorsese movie from the 90s. Correct. And that's great. Yeah. But then we kind of just did those movies and you get to that weird part of where are we blending homage and where are we just repeating the steps. Yeah. And I think some of the themes and ideas also exist in other movies too. Like some of the twists are like, well, I saw Fight Club and what else were we going to do here? Right. Um, it's also such a, I don't know if you read the book Supermarket that the Logic put out this year. I did not read the book. Yeah, no. They do a similar thing where the whole book is about mental illness and okay. all this stuff. And that it's like, oh, turns out half of this was in his head. And I yeah. was like, okay, well, that's a perfectly fine thing to do for mental illness. But is it the only thing we're going to do for mental illness? Mm-hmm. Is everything that's dealing with psychoses and I don't have my meds? There's other things that happen beyond. Right. And it's especially to this like you know movie scale. It's so weird though because I felt like the the very first twenty five minutes of this film felt like they were doing that. Like they felt like they were on their way. They were showing how people who were reacting to him when he had to give his card off to people, and they were like, "Oh, there's something off with you." I guess I can't really make fun of you. But then that kind of just starts peeling away and starts getting lost as the movie goes along. We go down, and I get it because you're seeing it singularly through flex. I, but in doing so, you then are not telling me anything. Like you're kind of just saying, if I if I get worse and you give me you posit a weapon in my hand, then chaos ensues. And I'm like, well, well oh, yeah, I could have seen that without coming into this movie. <laughs> right? Yeah, there is some of that where, you're like, well, well, yeah, man, like <laughs> totally. And that's what I mean. Where I go, well, it just I guess wasn't as challenging as I wanted it to be, I think right. is what I mean by that. Yeah. And I, that doesn't make it a bad movie, right? That, by, by no means. That's like taking a course and thinking that I'm going to learn about a lot of things, and then that's all in the 201, right. and it's like, well, nah, yeah. I, that's where I wanted to go. Exactly. Um, but, you know, I really was kind of looking forward to this dark and crazy thing, and when the movie does it, it does it so well. Yeah. When he's is the clown in the beginning, and, well, why would I... Keep his sign, and you could just. And he see doesn't that. even sound crazy no. in that scene. He he's just, just sounds like frustrated. Broke, broke, like I, and he knows that he's not going to believe me because everyone in this place, except for the little person, thinks that I'm batshit crazy. Right. And I'm like, oh, this guy, and and it's weird because this movie does this weird thing where, like, we talked about a little bit. They come close to trying to make me feel bad for this dude, and that's a almost dangerous thing, but they do it in a way that. Um, I, I wind up empathizing with him, but not sympathizing for him. Right. And I, I think it is that weird boat of understanding him and still being like, well, Whoa. you're crazy. <laughs> right. Uh, that kind of came up in like, it comes up in real stories all the time. That yes. is one of the things I like about the movie is to go, well, do we actually feel bad for him or is he right. still a bad person? You look at things like, I don't know, any number of cop shootings. There was the one in Texas, right, where the lady yeah. walked into an apartment that she thought was hers and shot, shot somebody. Night, right. And it's like, well, she was scared and she was looking at her phone and she was distracted. It's like, well, none of those are good excuses right, for shooting a <laughs> exactly. person. And then they're like, well, do you not even understand what she was going through? No, no I get it. I got that. I understand being scared, worried. <laughs> he it still doesn't mean I should... murdered someone right, in your home. <laughs> right. Why are you trying? Yeah. Like, you get <laughs> right. into a lot of other Correct. things with that. Yeah. And I think that is something the movie does do really well, where for every scene where you do really feel for Arthur, he turns around and does something that's unforgivable. Correct. And you're like, well, that's great. Be- and there's a lot of moments like that. When he's I talking think- to the cops and they're like, well, is this laughter thing really a disease or are you right. just a freak? And he's, he's like, like, some fucking clown thing? Like, what do you think, guys? Yeah. And you're like, yeah, fuck them. Right. That's great. Correct. Like, um, I, I think one of the my favorite parts is when you could see him going from being empathetic and like you feeling ba- bad for him until like okay now you're taking this too far is the train sequence which spoilers uh we can get into this a little bit now but when he sort of basically devolves into the first killing that he does he starts off doing it by self-defense 
And then he starts hunting that man down. <laughs> and I'm like, this is no longer you doing this in self-defense. Now you're just you're now, Right. Now right. you're just angry. And I think that that's another interesting part of the movie is kind of showing you that line of like, well, at what point are your frustrations going to escalate to a point beyond any redemption? And they will. And I think that is one of the bigger themes in the movie is that it is about like the dangers of not listening. Yeah. It's more about like he's sitting there with his therapist and I'm suicidal and I want to kill people and, and this and, and this. Notepad, he's writing stuff that you should make people aware of. And she calls one of them out where it's like, I hope my death makes more sense than my life. We're getting into some light spoilers right. now. So, you know, the movie made $94 million. Somewhat so you, you, you saw it. <laughs> right. um, so like when you get those moments... And, he, and, and that kind of happens throughout the movie where no one's really listening to Arthur. Correct. And I think that's a really interesting directing choice of just showing you everybody not caring, not listening, hearing but not listening. Hearing but not listening. And it's great scenes of like, you're not getting it. Yeah. All I have and, are negative thoughts. And for him, it's so simple. He's like, I'm saying this to you. But no one's listening, either because you think I'm, there's something wrong with you. I'm your child. I'm 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 a criminal, or you think that I'm a criminal. They're not paying attention for whatever reason. But he is actively feels like he is saying what he is meant to be saying. Just no one is hearing. Right. It really it, it reminds me a lot of, you know, there are real people with like real problems, be it like dyslexia mm-hmm. or like depression or these other things that learning disabilities where they're trying like really hard at it. We just kind of keep being like, Oh, well they're just a little off. Right. It's just the, and it's like, well, no, actually they need yeah. medicine, treatment, therapy. It's, yeah. And they do a good job of showing you like, you know, this is the first thing that goes when they're cutting budgets. Isn't that fucked up? This, this gets into like when you start dealing with like the, the war veterans that come back and they end up homeless on the street. You're like, well, that's because we just cut all our funding for them. And now this is this is where we, we put them. We mentally don't have anything to take care of them. And that's where they, they end We've up. We've decided you're a lesser person. Correct. So why should we bother? Right. And I, I think that is a great thing to do and go through. I just kind of want everything to be a little bit deeper. Yeah. I almost want to see, and you do see the repercussions of it, but I guess because it's a movie without Batman, there's so little to show you the other side, right? There is no like, well, there are good people and there is hope and there is this. We're just kind of down the whole time. And part of that is good because you want to see that for Arthur, there isn't hope. Correct. And in a DC movie where they're usually like, there's always hope. Right. Gods amongst men, Wonder Woman, Superman, Batman, these symbols of truth and justice to then kind of take that away and be like, well, there is. what about this guy? Right. What about this person? Yeah. It paints you a much different, a more desperate picture. Especially when the per- the person that Arthur and his mother are looking forward to being hope is Thomas Wayne, and he is completely the antithesis of that for them. Like, he may be for some people, for the haves, but for people like him, he for Arthur, he is not. And he even had some interesting moments. I kind of wanted more Thomas want more Wayne, Wayne because yeah. he has that scene where he's like, look, I want to help them, but the people who made something of themselves are always going to think they're clowns. Right. And I was like, well, that's a fucked up thing to say. <laughs> on and live television. In, in the same sentence, he's like, and I'm going to help them. Yeah. And I was like, so are they clowns or are you going to help them? He, he, he spits down, He spits at them, but he's like, I'll help you up while I'm and spitting And they, they need you. to understand that yeah. I'm the only chance they have. Right. And it's like, but buddy, like, <laughs> you're not. Yeah. And I, that's also, in, it, you see his own way of like manipulating the system right. and all of that's. You know, there's a lot, there is a lot in the movie that I like. I think I was just a little bummed out when you're like, oh yeah, no, that character, at least that relationship with Zazie Beetz was in his head. And, and, it, and for we, me, I, I, I caught that immediately. So I was just like, well then, we're, and we spent a lot of time with that. Like there's a good 25 to 30 minutes of the film right. that is on that. I'm like, maybe because I'm already ahead of this, I don't, I no longer care. Like I, let's just get to what we need to get to. Cause like, I know this is now being done just so he can have somebody to kind of like talk to right. in his head, but I already know it's all in his head. <laughs> it gave you a really great scene of him just in her apartment when you are like, this is this really is creepy. creepy. Correct. Um, a part of me was like killer. Yeah. And leave a small part of me was like, 
Let's see him leave a, a child motherless. And let's see him. For the, but there's no way the studio would will, let that happen. Michael Myers didn't kill the baby in the right. crib in Halloween. We're not going to do some shit we're just not doing. Get a resolution for her. Like when he leaves that, we just assume that. I think that that kind of goes into Arthur's like, if you abandon me, I abandon I you. Cut you off and I think my, there's yeah. something to the narration of being like, and we're done with that. Yeah. And we're dropping that. Yeah. Because it's him really shedding all of the things there was, I thought about this when I was watching the movie cause I'm still very upset about it. Uh, there's a very bad movie called the amazing Spider-Man two. It has a character named Electro who's oh, a very bad villain Jamie with his mom. And I saw the comic con where they showed the first trailer and Mark Webb was up there and he was like, look, we got to take it all away from him. We're going to take away his family and this and this and this. And they don't do that in the, in that movie. He was cut. Yeah. None of that happens. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But in this movie, mm-hmm. we take everything away from Arthur, we and do. I do like that. I do too. I like that we watch him just lose, and not just lose, stop believing in it. Correct. It isn't just that he loses his mom. It's that he stops believing in Correct. her. Correct. He doesn't just lose. She was, again, she was the opposite of everything that he had in his head. And then you take this, and you take the, the comedian talk show host that he has admired and astonished and had daydreams about. Basically, almost treated him like a father figure in his brain. Right. All of that is taken away from him because he, now he, this guy is making fun of him on national television. Which that scene I love, too, where he's in the audience. Yeah. And I was like, oh, man. Right. I know so many people who, when they were in art school or film school, was like, and when I'm there and they see me and it's this, and you're like, man, we we all kind of do those delusions. And him doing the... Uh, having the drapes and coming out and like doing his entrance to the class like no I feel like anyone who's a showman even if you're not a showman even when you're a kid you do that like yeah. there's a moment when you're like I'm gonna pretend I go talk to Jay Leno and that or, was I, I if we're, we're kind of bouncing yeah. over and then we'll get into it but his performance he vanishes into the role 1000% but it, it all there was something so off about it for so long in a good way and it clicked with me right around when he's like at the hospital and he's like, I'm just waiting to feel bad about this thing that I did. And I don't. And I was like, Oh, he's a child. Mm -hmm. He's acting like a child. His eyes are like wide and he doesn't understand. And so all the people that he's trying to communicate with the same way when you're communicating with a child and you're like, well, you're a kid, you know what you're talking about. And that's why in that sequence, Brian Tyree Harris is like, I need to protect this kid. So, you need to get an adult here with you, your mom here with you, because I can't give you these files. That was one of my see this. favorite right. scenes yeah. of just him like, I, I, I'm just an administrator, man. <laughs> right. I, I don't know. There's people you can talk to. <laughs> it, they, it's gone. Yeah. And you're like, oh, whoa. Like, <laughs> so it, it also shows that he does like comprehend what's happening. Correct. Um, it reminded me, I have a note here about it. It's almost the like, that fight club thing where when they're like, everybody was frustrated. We were all going through the same thing. It was right in front of everybody's face. Tyler and I just gave it a name. Right. I was like, that's kind of how Arthur Fleck is. He's just, he doesn't have the words to articulate it. And this is him discovering like, Oh, right. I accidentally was the like fuse that sparked sparked this. this, And now people listen to me and they understand and they see it. Because I can't tell you what, and this is, this is a great acting choice. It's probably, probably both the director and actor's choice. But once he is in full on purple mode and on that set, his laughing, his his hysterical laughing that happens out of nowhere, stuck. Because he means he, all of that. Everything that he is saying is coming from his heart. Nothing is being like overthought. This is exactly who he is. And I was like, oh, that is frightening. <laughs> well, I also liked how they did the laugh too because it's a fascinating disease and it's terrifying. Yeah. But even when they're like making fun of the little person at the clown and he laughs, but then when he leaves, he stops. A part of me was like, he's uncomfortable and he doesn't know how to tell them that those jokes aren't funny. Right. Yeah. And I was like, that's interesting. Yeah. That if you kind of pay attention to when he's doing it, it's almost him wanting to call it out. Right. And he doesn't know and he doesn't, how. Can't, he has no way there, of doing it's it. It's three people harassing a woman, and yeah. he starts laughing because he doesn't know how to be like, stop. stop. Right. Then he figures it out. Yeah. He's like a lot of people who are like, I don't know how to lash out. And then they find the, the thing. Way the way The most it. dangerous way to do <laughs> it. Because that's, you know, people who are bad at communicating 
they have often to become the violent, a violent way of expressing themselves. It's what happens in like domestic relationships. And right. it's like, well, I didn't I'm, know how to I'm telling you no, I'm telling you so I don't I want to do this, you. so I hit you. Yep. Yeah, like, and then you're like, yeah. whoa, holy shit. <laughs> right. It's like, well, that's the only way I know how to get my point across. And because then work on getting your point across. And because way. we find out that his mother is also not well, he clearly wasn't learning communication skills from that end. Yeah. So it's just kind of like, oh, this is this is now a cycle, and this guy didn't have a like. He, he was stuck in this world. Like this was going to right. be him one way or the other because of the lot that life has given him. And I and I actually still like that it's one hundred kind of what the Joker's life is in, in comics. It's still not one hundred percent clear if he was adopted or if he is actually related. Oh, see, him. I think one hundred percent he was adopted. I think so too. Only the reason I'm still unclear or whatnot is like did she go through the whole manifestation by putting the photo of her and then just writing tw on the photo on the back of the photo and that the, was the one small yeah. part but even the way he kind of looks at it right he kind of is like oh she's this is this is her yeah, game all the way through this was always this has been the con right. the whole time yeah uh because he doesn't follow up with that and maybe he, he just doesn't, doesn't maybe care doesn't, at anymore. that point he's like you've done enough damage to me that this this is irrelevant yeah <laughs> right like i've already been dismissed by him and you are the person I trusted to dismiss me, so F all of you. So at that point, he didn't care. Right. Um, Which, you know, one of the like, things, that is something also funny about this movie is he gets to that point of like, I don't care about any of these politics. Yeah. And then it kind of turns around, though, and is like, no, actually, I do. I do. Or maybe I am just like becoming the agent the, of chaos. Right. And right now, this riot happens to be convenient for Correct. me. Uh, which is something I liked talking about kind of unless we have anything else to say on the movie itself no, yeah um if you're new to the show this is the part where we talk about the actual adaptation and and why do this now and i think there's a lot that makes this joker unique and different very much so and they took one of my favorite things about the joker and specifically the dark knights like heath ledger which is everyone's one bad day away yeah and i'm gonna prove it to you i'm gonna make batman break his one rule and i'm gonna show all of you that he's just me I'm going to make Harvey Dent. I'm going to pull everyone down right. to my, my level, level, and then you're all going to be me, and right. that's the joke. We're all just one fucking bad day away. Everybody in this movie already had their the bad, bad day. The bad day is here, right? It's and I existed. loved that, yeah. that it wasn't everyone's one bad day away. This, this was more, is the bad day, yeah. unless you're Thomas Wayne. Right. Yeah. The yeah. bad day has happened. They were just waiting for the guy to put a name on it. Correct. And I was like, that's a very cool way of doing the Joker. It isn't really about yeah. pushing you down it's almost more about him. I'm becoming the embracing beacon to be for all of these these folks that this have frustrated had these bad society. Days. Yeah, and it, it's very poignant, I think, to show like, well, look how annoyed everyone is, mm -hmm. and now they're all being called clowns. Right. So, what other choice do we have? Let's put on the makeup. Yeah. yeah. And you see it like it's it's the best theme, and it's why the scene with Robert De Niro and Joaquin Phoenix at the end is the best when he's it's just best, kind of yeah. running him through the whole thing, and yeah. he's like, "Well, you know, I'm tired of pretending that me shooting those people isn't funny. Right? It's, it's funny, funny. Uh, and I'll tell you why. Because it's subjective, and if it was me who got shot, you, you wouldn't, wouldn't care. Because yep. you guys decide what's funny and what's right. not. You brought me the on here to same, make fun of me, yeah. right? The same way you decide whose lives are worth what. And I was like, that's yeah, it's great. If your brain is like broken, mm -hmm. those are the kind of connections that you is make. Exactly you're what gonna you do. go. You go to you're one the one who one decides what's funny. The yep. same way you decide this, even though those are two very. He's comparing apples to oranges, and yet somehow being like, but they're both a color. And it's a weird thing because you think about sometimes within like the way that our world is. Like American Idol happens, and we the the part of American Idol that is the best or gets the most ratings is the first week when they're making fun of the people who are not good singers. Yeah. Who are, there's some of those folks, there's something wrong with, like there's a mental illness that may be happening. But like, ha but then you, you entertain me so I will make fun of you. That was their way of like, this is you calling out people who who do do this on a on a on a, on a whim. Yeah, and we do it. Everyone does. Oh it. yeah, everybody. everybody. America's funniest home videos. Correct. We're right. constantly watching people who get hurt and Correct. fall down yeah. and this and this. There's that. There was a uh, like a, a sketch that somebody was telling me about at the IO theater. That was like, oh, they did this whole like America's Funniest Home Video thing, and the woman like fell and got hurt, and that one, and then they like wheeled her out, and she was right. like a vegetable, and yeah. everyone was like, that's hilarious, uh -huh. and it's like, yeah, that's kind of how that would be though. Yeah. Like half those videos, you're like, ah, that guy's not getting yeah, up. Yeah, that guy's going to be tragically <laughs> right. Yeah. So it's moments like that that are 
showing a way to adapt this character without Batman. Because that was the biggest challenge this movie Mm -hmm. had, was to go, well, if everyone's one bad day away, and he has the guy who's the beacon of hope to everybody and keeping everything good and keeping order and has rules, and his whole thing is to bring that down, and you take him out, what becomes his whole thing? Correct. And instead, it's... Showing how many bad how many bad days does it take to just go off the rails, right? Completely off the rails, and it's one of those things. Good thing about it, like we we meet Arthur Fleck probably what in his early forties, so his life has been crap for some time. Oh yeah, he's he, this right. So he's already been on the brink, and then it just starts just going down and going down and going to the point where. Yes, this is, should not be the way that he goes, but you can see how the way that his childlike brain works. That like oh, I see how you got here. And it's it's it is fascinating to watch in those last twenty minutes that he is the calmest that he has been in the uh, the rest of the other two hours of this film. And uh, it, my my one thing for the why I, I think the adaptation why I'm a little off with the Joker because I think the mental illness or the create the quote unquote crazy side of him is is one hundred percent here. There is a level of Joker that is calculated. Well, I was gonna say the Joker doesn't well. I don't say he doesn't have a mental illness in the comics. Right. The original character did psychopaths. But he is hyper intelligent, hyper articulate. Exactly. He's five steps ahead of the plan. Everything has a very deliberate purpose. Exactly. And to then kind of big spoilers for the movie, but also not spoilers. This is a weird thing to spoil because also like you know know it. We kill the Waynes in the alley. Yeah. Um so then to me to kind of posit like, well, Batman will come. Right. Is one kind of a cool thing as if Because that's your beacon of If you're going to leave this movie with a beacon of hope, you know that eventually Bruce will become yeah. Batman and that's what the- If the, you know the, your mythos- The phoenix out of the flame, this is yeah. what it will become, yes. Yeah. That's your- yeah. Which I kind of like that it's like out of the chaos- Right. What's going to be born is justice. Correct. And it's like, well, that's fucking- Yeah. That's- Almost a better way to do how Batman begins introduce the Joker, where it was like escalation. Yeah, we get bulletproof vets. Right. They buy right. armor piercing rounds, and then there's you. Right, this guy leaves You're the calling this card. Now that chaos comes first, and out of that chaos, a, a hero is born. Yeah, that does it. Story wise, that works better. <laughs> right, and at first I was a little like, oh, really? You told me we were gonna do like an independent Joker thing, and we're just gonna do a long walk to Batman's origin. Right. But it is kind of the only like. Don't worry. Yeah. Moment in the movie. Because otherwise, you're, otherwise like, you're like, this the is, city burns right, down tomorrow. Everything is going like, wrong. <laughs> yeah, it would be like how Brightburn ended, where you're <laughs> like, oh, so we're just fucked. <laughs> like, it's just watched two hours of like, oh shit. <laughs> so I also think, and I and I know that we're not going to probably, who knows though, this isn't gonna become Robert Pattinson's Batman. It's, right. It's a weird thing because Topless was said, no, no, no. And then they were like, well, if this makes enough money, we might could come up with an idea. I'm like, well, you said no. <laughs> I wouldn't mind. Did you read? It came out, I think, almost two years ago now. Uh, like the Elseworld Batman story, The White Knight. No. Where, like, so the whole kind of story is that Batman is kind of at the end of his rope. He's a little bit older, he's getting a little bit more violent. The Joker's doing his big, huge thing. Okay. And part of it is like, I'm going to take like meds that would help you with mental illness, and I'm going to use them to poison the water. And all the things that are supposed to help us are going to kill all you guys. <laughs> So, like, Batman just starts beating the shit out of him. And, like, Nightwing and Batgirl are like, Bruce. Bring it back. Bring it back. (laughs) And he, like, takes a handful of the meds and, like, force feeds them down the Joker's throat, and it cures him. And it is like, oh, the Joker's just been off his meds for 30 years. But in his curing, he's going, well, guys, we have a bigger problem, and the problem is Batman. He is now, like, police brutality. Forcing people to take drugs. Did you know? He finds this whole thing of like, did you know that Gordon secretly takes taxpayer money and uses that to fix what the Batman's doing because really he's destroying this and doing, and it becomes this whole like interesting thing of like, well, if you just flip this script, he becomes the problem. And I would love to now see a Robert Pattinson Batman who like Joker has been in Arkham. All this Bruce knows is like the clowns. Yeah. He's like cleaned up. He's done it. Yeah. And then the Joker gets out and he's like. 55. Yeah, like and an he old just man Joker. Loses his mind yeah. upon seeing him and becomes way more violent. And then Arthur Fleck can be like, see, I'm not the crazy I, one. I'm fine. I, I showed up for the first time in 20 years and he goes crazy. Yeah, I, I think that's my other thing with this film is that I left here and like, I would like to see this Joker playing with someone else. 
You, like, I want to see him playing in a, with other people. Isn't that almost frustrating? It when is. We're, we're constantly like, no, we want these good standalone right. things. Not everything has to be a big universe. We don't need eight Joker movies. <laughs> right. But then you walk out of things like this and you're like, oh, but wouldn't it be kind of cool? Right? Like, <laughs> what if? Yeah. Because there is more that you can play with now. There could just be a second Joker that's right. taking up that's, redoing right. this mantle. Like there, there's so much you can do that kind of would get away from what this movie is about. Yeah. Uh, but that's why we had this movie and not the other ones. Correct. Correct. But do we need another Batman origin? Could we have just not? Do you think having the Waynes being murdered in there adds to the movie? Or does it just posit what we're doing so now of going, can there be more? It's funny. Until we just started having talking, I... I rolled my eyes twice in this movie. One of them was when the reveal of uh, Arthur Fleck's letter about his parentage and saying that it was Thomas Wayne. That was my first eye roll. My second was the second that the Waynes walked out of that opera house with Bruce. I was like, oh, we're going to kill these goddamn parents again. I've seen this so many damn times. We're going to kill these fucking parents again. And it annoyed me. But then when I was okay with it is when it ended and then he went through his little speech with his... um. In the, in the white room with the people, and they went back to the flashback of just Bruce in the, the alley again. And I was like, oh, and what we just talked about, now this makes sense. This was done to show that, because otherwise, this movie is basically just a PSA of like, shit is going to hit the fan. I think if you <laughs> didn't kill Thomas Wayne, you would have needed to kill Joker. Yeah, exactly. Because um, otherwise, yeah, it does. you then do get into the like... I don't want to say the danger of this movie because I don't like the idea that... I don't like to say that films cause that. Film, video... I've been doing this my whole fucking life. Yeah. Video games do it. Music does it. Comics do it. Films do it. Uh, but I guess kind of more in that line of the importance of seeing these frustrations and making it a PSA. Right. Similar in like veins of older movies where it's like, well, you need to see the consequences Correct. of it. And to see the consequences that he gets away with it doesn't really teach you anything no. it, it more goes see it's fine right uh i don't think you know i saw a theater with 400 people in it i don't think any one of them tomorrow is gonna go you know shoot john lennon because he read catcher in the rye i don't but it yeah. only takes one person it only takes one the person rye and shoots john and I, it was john lennon right it, yes and i think <laughs> i think it's a weird thing too because i there was a part of this movie about a, a 45 minutes in where i was sitting there I was like i don't think a person who would be considered to be quote unquote insane or somewhere on that spectrum of sanity should see this film. Because right. I was like, oh no, this this triggers a lot of stuff if you're already there. Now, if you're if you're not, this is it's a film. You you can you can separate the two, but just like Joker in this world can't, sometimes when you deal with people who are considered to be insane, right. they would not be able to as well. It, um, yeah. And so that's when I was like, oh, I can see it's not triggering for me because I can separate that. And I don't think the news media should be doing this whole thing like this is going to cause this and this and that. But in the back of my head, there is a little positive thing like, mm, I can see how this would be a problem. Well, we're starting to see things even, I mean, as far back as like Atlas Shrugged, right? Yeah. Like you already see books like that. And then you have these like people like they're in Bioshock <laughs> really being like, this is how we're supposed to run our <laughs> right. businesses. And you're like, ah, there's that old joke if you're interviewing with a company and you see that book on the boss's desk, like, don't take don't that job. Take, yeah. don't, don't take that job. Yeah, I shouldn't, you should not go there. <laughs> um, it's also, I think, kind of the running joke with, like, the problematic straight white man. of like, mm -hmm. Well, if you go into his room and he's got Fight Club posters and he likes Rick and Morty yeah. and Breaking Bad. You should have a conversation with that kid. Yeah, and, it's, <laughs> and a lot of people get very up in arms about that. They do. But I do think there's relating to the problematic character and there's understanding what the art is saying. Right. And that's kind of what you tapped into where you're like, well, I sympathize with them, but I don't empathize right. with them. Where you're, you know, you're not supposed to watch Fight Club and be like, you know, who's got some good points? Tyler. <laughs> this Drew. Tyler guy is on to some shit. Like <laughs> any more than you're supposed to watch The Simpsons and be like, Homer is a good dad. Yeah. Like, yeah. you're not supposed to watch them and be like, I too should not care about my job or my family. But you and I have been around so many people who that they use quotes or they use things that they talk about the wrong thing. I'm like, you took the absolute wrong point of that film. Right. <laughs> and ran with it. Well, and the scary part about it and with this movie to even what we were saying is like, he's not 100% wrong. Correct. He's just escalated to the point of insanity. And does not have the ability to correctly express or display how he's feeling. Right. Which um, is what makes the movie interesting, but because they like let Arthur go, 
and killed the Waynes, you don't really have your, like, final thoughts of, like, well, what's our stance on this? Correct. There is no, like... You know, as simple as a, a somebody on the news being like, so this is what happened right. when we all they needed was somebody else to now run against Thomas Wayne and be like, have you seen what Thomas Wayne inspired? Right. We need proper health safety, yeah. gun safety. Like we almost needed to see somebody be like, this isn't Gotham. Yeah, it's not making Gotham better. It's making it worse. He's making it worse. I, I think that's where my problem and I. I, I I used the word hollow before we got on mic. Maybe and I you know could have some, done that against a training montage of Batman, Batman and being, being like, ready. oh, man. Yeah. I used the word hollow before we got on, and I know some reviewers have too. And I, I don't know. I, I don't have a the source in front of me, so I can't quite find the correct word. But I keep going back to that just because that is what happens. We, we posit all these questions, but when we get to the end, they, they don't lead me anywhere. They kind of just like, all right, we put those questions out there. Figure it out. <laughs> right. I saw a tweet from a... a um, a games journalist that I follow who was like, here's a fun challenge, guys. In one sentence, that isn't just like bad guy becomes worse. What's the movie about? Right. And I was like, that's a fun exercise because it's hard, hard to do. And I was, and literally that's why I asked our, your roommate um, and I, when I was driving over here and I was like, outside of a fantastic acting performance, can you tell me what's the story of this movie? I think it's the dangers of not listening to the people. Yeah. I think, I think it's, this is, it, what encapsulates it really is like the people who are fr- we we need to take care of the people who are frustrated. I think that is the overall message of the show. Unfortunately, yeah. I think it's not buried, but it's so it's so underneath so many other things that a lot of people are going to kind of like, yeah, but did you see when this happened or when this happened? You're like, oh, you're ignoring the part that no one's listening. <laughs> <Right. But> no, <laughs> like I guess my biggest thing is, and this is what ma- I kind of giggled and I was like, how oh, they did this on purpose and it's funny but sad at the same time is in the film when um, Fleck kills one of the clown people that come to visit him. He has a little person in the house with him, but he's already chained the door, so the little person can't get out. And when, after he killed, and he, he lets the, he tries to, the little person tries to get out, and my theater erupted, started laughing. It's behind off, and I'm oh, like, oh, see, mine was like, oh, oh mine, 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 had, mine had the reaction of a horror audience that was like, mine, oh, fuck. mine was laughing, and I was like, wait, now you're laughing at another person's inability, like handicap, like he he may not be mentally ill, I mean, he's now a little person. The fucked up part of like the Joker as a character is like. And even like, you know what? It's even the fucked up part about our society and our culture. It is. Sometimes. We choose where we want to put We've, our. We there was a time where they would have put that bit in like Animal House, and we would have been like, hilarious. <laughs> right. He had a one night stand, and he can't get out in time, so yeah. now she's gonna catch him. Right. <laughs> and then, then today we'd be like, cancel That's it. That's a problem. <laughs> um, it is like a funny scene, it but it is. But it's played to be both, and right. I think that is like the brilliance and the direction Correct. is that you are like, and that part, yeah. Oh, this is fucked up, and it's it's creepy and it's weird, and then he's like, "You were the only one who was nice to me," right. and then it just makes you feel so uncomfortable then you're because like, your brain doesn't know what to do right. because they are playing it the same way that you would play a comedic joke. Correct. But the content in there is just, just so like horrific he's covered and fucked with blood up, and like yeah, yeah, that you're like. Ooh, yeah, <laughs> but that's yeah. also where I'm like the movie shines the best is those moments when I'm like I'm uncomfortable. It's funny that is where this movie shines and it's like I think the whole the the, the De Niro uh, Joaquin scene at the very end just the, that monologue is just uncomfortable to be in. I was like, oh, this is great, great film. It's just sometimes when we talk about it, I think Todd Phillips got ahead of himself and got super art to like I'm going to go art school and I'm going to show Joaquin dancing 17 times. Like guys. The, the up and down the stairs dancing is perfectly fine because you're showing going up and down with rising ment- mental. Yeah. I, I, I get that. The three montages in front of mirrors are doing this. I, it, you're being overly artistic just for the sake of like, I'm doing art. Right. <laughs> and there were some like, this will be kind of my one last little like harp on it because I overall did really like it, but they did have a few lines where it, it's a little on the nose, right? Like the very end of he's laughing and the social worker is like, well, what are you laughing about? It's a joke. You, you wouldn't, wouldn't get it. I was like, oh, man. I can hear 13-year-old Blake being like, yeah, they don't get it, <laughs> man. Cool. They don't get it. Yeah. I get it, though. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> like, we all get it. Yeah. <laughs> You're a murderer. <laughs> like, uh, they'd have like one or two moments like that where I was just like, oh, the eye roll. But I, it didn't It does not stop mess me up from the enjoying film. it. Right. It's those moments where like, had he said that with... A Batman. Right. 
and Batman has a response, you would have been like, ooh. Those moments are what takes, like, how everybody, wants, like, some people have been saying that it's movie of the year. It's what takes it from that, but it doesn't, like, it's still a really good movie. Yeah. It's just not and on And those that are just level. things that didn't work for me. Correct. There's probably people who are like, I loved I it. Loved That's it. what the movie's about. Right. He he thinks he's smarter than everybody, but he isn't. And right. nobody's understood him this entire time. Why would they understand him now? Right. And you can go, wow, that line maybe does work better. So then kind of back, I think, to this concept that we were talking about yeah. of, like, normalizing the dangers of it does it matter if he's the central character or not if you look at a a character like thanos or palpatine who are like no 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 the universe requires correction hear me out is that the same thing or because we have heroes challenging him who are our central character are we then trained to just go well he's the bad guy so he's wrong. Right. Because I, I think that's what happens with Thanos. Because th- th- very much Infinity War is. That's Thanos. That's Thanos' film. Right. Um, and it even ends with him him winning. Um, but I think you have it positive because the, the audience is already aware that the heroes are on the board. So we know that automatically he is. We, we know right and wrong at that point in time. We don't quite have that here. So it's it's hard. Even it was hard for me sometimes, too. Like, just as a viewer, when I left there, I was like, I... And it's... It's difficult to watch a movie that does not have, quote unquote, a protagonist. And this movie does not have one. And I yeah. think that's where my, sometimes my herky jerky with where this film stands is like, there's nobody to root for in this movie. Not even Tom, like, not even Thomas Wayne. Like, you're sitting there, like, the only person that's good is the kid who's got his face played with between a gate. <laughs> Bruce is the only person right. that is good in this movie. That's it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's the same thing. Well, I guess it isn't because Breaking Bad has a lot of good people, but. Right. It, it's a, it's similar to a lot of those old, like, Scarface. It is. It is. Old. And, and I think because movies have not been made in that way in a while, it's hard for the brain to kind of, like, adjust, like, oh, everybody here is bad. So I guess my second question to you then, sort of going a little bit into – before we do that, I'll just end kind of this point because I think next we'll talk about the box office and then I want to talk about kind of the trends in, in the movie making that we're seeing with this movie and with others. Do you think this is a movie that, you know, at least is important now? Be it dangerous, it could – we're having a rich conversation. There's a lot in it that parallels to now. Because of the way that especially the U.S., um, is going right now, I do think that this is an important film to have. Yeah. Um, because if nothing else, this movie should have you walking out with, we need to discuss mental illness more. Right. And on some, like, it's, it doesn't go into it in the film, but you should walk away like, I failed so-and-so, or I failed this person, or this person in my life I kind of just ignored because they were different or weird. Right. Maybe I should have done a better job of checking into that. If, if, if that is all that this film does, and I think it has succeeded on some level. Right. Um, yeah. Great. No, I agree. I think there, there's enough in this where I'm like, we did it. We succeeded in, in the challenge of adapting a villain without a hero because yeah. we have failed at that before <laughs> with the movie that I'm going to bring up now, which is Venom. Venom. <laughs> uh, so is it better? Let's take out the fact that Venom is a bad, awful, trash, trash garbage movie. Dumpster fire. Uh, when you're adapting a villain, if we're, if we, if and when, cause we're going to keep doing this, gonna right? Happen, we're going to keep based doing on it. What we, my, yes. <laughs> is it better to go the like Venom or even Loki route and be like, we're going to kind of make him like half a hero. Or do you want your villains to be this Joker and he's just the villain? So I think based on, especially how I just said it, like this film felt weird to me because we didn't have a protagonist. I think that was the point part of it. Right. And I think... For this movie to stick and have some type of hit, you kind of have to just go full bad. I think when you when you play that line or you're going back and forth, you're not doing anything one way or the other. You're kind of just being, eh, we're safe. We're being safe all the way through, and that doesn't that doesn't move me one way or the other. Right. And I'm kind of just like, then I become indifferent. I'm like, well, all of this can burn. I think that's where Venom failed, <laughs> yeah. was we kind of just fell in the middle of like, well, he just flipped a coin and it landed on its side. <laughs> right. <laughs> there was no real, like, I'm going to go be a hero or be a villain, where right. even characters like Deadpool are just heroes, heroes. through a different method. Right. Venom was like, well, I'm a villain, <laughs> but I could do some good things and we'll yeah. make rules. It becomes Dexter, Th- it where does. it's like, he's the villain, but he, he has rules. Yeah. And you're like, well, goddamn. Yeah. Um, 
But no, I agree with that because now, thank the Lord, this has beat Vidim's box office. Ooh. So we're going to keep going with it. Yeah. Uh, I think this is a better direction to go than the other like villain movies we've tried to do. Yeah. Uh, at ninety three million, it's if you even bring in like the Batman franchise, that's like the fourth highest. It is, and it's two hundred thirty four worldwide already, yep. and it only costs fifty five to make. So, so I don't want to green. hear anything about not making R rated movies. <laughs> yes, now that needs to stop. That has to stop by now. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. When we go like, well, why aren't we getting more R rated movies? Well, people aren't going, and then you see numbers like this on the board we can start taking the risks and making things R-rated, and I think we should, because when you do that, all of the things that made this movie interesting don't fit into a PG-13 movie. You can't do it. Yeah. Even even just, like, the base themes of, like, mental illness or gun safety, when you're like, you can make a mental illness movie and rate it PG-13. I'm like, no. You could, but it wouldn't be as powerful. Right, like, it wouldn't hit you in the face as good as, as, as well as this one does. Um, and I think that's... Part of where Venom's, and people say, oh, Venom was fine as PG-13. It wasn't. And I think if you're going to do anything like that with Carnage or Spawn, like those type of anti-heroes, you gotta, you gotta let them Crank it up? Yeah, gotta let them Crank it up? And, you know, make your characters who they are. That's where this ultimately succeeded. Yeah. Where, like, Venom failed. It didn't feel like Venom. This, once we finished, once the final reel happened, we have some version of Joker on And it's funny to say that when you're adapting it, because it's really easy to be like, well, this isn't Joker. This is the Arthur Fleck character, and we did the paint, but it really still embodies who the Joker is. And there's just so many interpretations of it now. Just in our own, like, filmography, we have... Like the gangster one and the psychotic one and uh, and the guy with damage tattooed on his forehead. <laughs> oh, that happened. It did. It yeah. did. And it will never happen again. <laughs> we can forget about it. Yeah. Uh, I guess that'll be my last question because I think if you put me in a corner, I still like Heath Ledger's more. Heath is my joker. Yeah. Um, and there's, there's nothing wrong with what I think Joaquin kills it, but I think because I do like my Joker to be a little bit more calculated, a little bit more, I'm planning things on. I like the chaos and I love the tit for tat with Batman. I need that. I'm going to go back. If I want to see a, the, my favorite Joker presence on screen, I'm going to go back to the Dark Knight. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm with that. Because this is also a Joker, and Joker in general, once he fights Batman, loses. Correct. Because he can't, once you get F- face, face to face. face yeah. <laughs> I don't even think that this is a Joker that can get there. Like, I almost think if they did a Joker 2, it would have to be that, like, the riot leaves him behind. Correct. That, like, the thing he's inspired, they're even, like, he just can't stop laughing. He's crazy. He's, he's actually Throw nuts. him out. Like, yeah. he's like, this was our guy? Yeah. Like, I think that would be the next one, and then you just kick him down even further. Eventually, he just kills himself. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> like, Correct. That's the problem. That's like, well, what happens yeah. to that guy? Yeah. All right. Well, uh, I think that's our time. Yeah. Because, you know, I'm in control of that. <laughs> uh, so leave us a review on iTunes. Give us, you know, five stars. Yes. You can then follow us on Facebook and Twitter at facebook.com slash group slash Hollywood Already Did It and Hollywood ADI. I'm at, as always, Blake and Terrence. is at Terrence Tatum, and that is our show. Later.